In today's episode, we're going to talk about the dreaded guidance appointment. Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. <laughs> In 400 meters... In 100 meters. You have reached your destination. Enrolling your child in a bricks and mortar school partway through high school can result in a flurry of stressful activity as you prepare for the dreaded guidance appointment. There's a lot going on both practically but also in your head and heart. I've been there a few times myself and have spoken with many of my friends who've been there as well. You have your reasons for guiding your student through the transition to a public or private high school after years of homeschooling. For us, it was to get the high school diploma to facilitate entrance to post-secondary and because it was something our students wanted and would also give them a transition before college or university. For some of us, it can be that the student needs some extrinsic motivation and accountability that a classroom provides. This was something ours benefited from as well. For some reason, they were more diligent doing their work for someone other than mom. Perhaps the student's career path requires the course selection, or your child just wants to spread his or her wings. Maybe there is conflict at home and the student will be educated this way with family relationships remaining intact. No matter what your reasons are, they are yours and it's your prerogative. Homeschooling or public schooling is not inherently virtuous. You are guiding their education and parenting them either way. There are some practical things that you will need to do to prepare for the guidance appointment, and I'll get to that soon. But at this point, you may have some things going on in your heart and mind. You may feel regret that you're not homeschooling all the way through. Maybe you thought you'd basically homeschool your kids until they were married, and this change makes you wonder if you have failed at homeschooling. This is natural. Perhaps that regret is mixed with relief as you won't be directly responsible for the teaching and the marking from here on in. It will be some weight off your shoulders, perhaps. You could also be worrying how your student will compare academically, how they'll do socially and morally. Will your years of hard work be undone? And will your academic preparations have been adequate? All of these feelings and questions are understandable, and I have had to work through some of them myself. The purpose of the guidance appointment will be to choose the courses your child will be taking in high school, but also to award credit for the work that you have done so far in order to determine what credits your student has and which ones are still needed to be able to award the high school diploma. 
specifics about the credits needed to graduate are the jurisdiction of the provinces and territories and they can be found on the ministry of education website for your province or territory you may or may not have followed the provincial guidelines it will be easier if you have but if you haven't it's okay you can figure out what categories to put your students courses into to help with this process we actually have a podcast episode on planning your high school credits which will be of interest for you to listen to now it sounds odd to listen to it in hindsight but the concepts are helpful and they apply to this situation as well on the episode webpage for this episode and that one as well, there is a free download that will help you map out your child's high school credits earned so far. Just go to canadahomeschools.com if you're listening on a podcasting app. To prepare for the appointment, you need to put together a portfolio, and I'm here to help you with that. You may be feeling stressed out at all the work you have to do to get ready for this appointment, and that's natural and understandable. So I will break it down into six straightforward steps for you. Don't be alarmed by the fact that there are six steps, since one of them is simply printing off a free printable from our website. So that brings us to step one. Print off the free printable from our website, canadahomeschools.com. You can find it on the Planning Your High School Credits episode or this episode, the Dreaded Guidance Appointment. It includes a course credit chart, and that will be very important for your preparations. And also, it gives you a place to keep track of volunteer hours and more. So that's step one. Easy peasy. Step two. Go to your provincial or territorial Ministry of Education's website and find out the credits needed to graduate. Fill the course titles, for example, Algebra 1 or Grade 10 English or Canadian History on your chart. You can write the word elective in the squares that represent elective credits. Hopefully your student has been doing math and English every year as these are the credits the school deems to be the most important and that they will be the most concerned about. Step 3. Make a list of the high school courses your child has taken so far. Then, try to place them in the chart under the appropriate course titles. You will likely have taken courses that aren't specified on the ministry's website. For example, my kids took New Testament Survey, which is definitely not a credit offered in the public school system. So I put New Testament Survey under elective. A credit in Ontario, for example, is 110 credit hours of instruction and work. Perhaps your student didn't take a formal physical and health education credit, but they have played several sports and taken a health education unit. If these things add up to a credit, you can put it in the chart under physical education. If they have spent countless hours studying world history and reading many books and have written some essays, you may have a world history credit. I'm not saying that you should make things up, but if you've had an unconventional style of educating, it may take some doing to categorize it. The thing is, most public and even private educators are very systematized and are only familiar with their system of doing things. So if we can fit it into categories they know and understand, and if we can speak their language, it will make the guidance appointment go more smoothly. Step four, 
Make copies of the table of contents of the textbooks that your child has studied, and if you have a scope and sequence or learning objectives for that course, that's helpful too. You can often find these on the websites of the curriculum creators. Step 5. Gather samples of your student's work. The guidance counselor will be most interested in evidence of their work in math, especially algebra, and in English. They want to know that your student can do math and can communicate well in writing. Add any special projects, art, or photographs of the projects if they are cumbersome. Has your child been taking music lessons? You can usually get at least one credit from their music lessons, and if they have certificates from placing well at music festivals or Royal Conservatory, add these too. Note your child's volunteer hours on the sheet provided in the free printable during their high school time as well, and you should have this verified with signatures from the people in charge of their volunteer opportunities. Usually, they need about 10 hours of volunteering for each year of high school. Sometimes, if they have way more than that, they can get awards for it. We're already at step six. Easier said than done, but here it is. Organize your materials by credit. Put all the grade nine math items, such as a couple of sample tests, the contents of the textbook, scope and sequence into a folder. That's the grade nine math credit information folder. If your curriculum has printable marks and printable tests, such as Switched on Schoolhouse does, you can add that as well. Do the same for grade 9 English. Add a couple of essays, some poems, and other examples of their written communication, and so on. How many credits you have will depend on what grade you are transitioning your student into, and of course how much work you've done so far in high school. Once you have completed the six steps I've mentioned, your portfolio will be ready. I'm just going to go over those six steps again quickly, but the nice thing about a podcast is that you can just rewind it and go back and you can listen to it again when you're actually not driving or jogging or have your hands in soapy water or whatever it is you do when you're listening to podcasts. So step one, print the free printable. Step two, find out the Ministry of Education credit requirements and fill those out onto your chart. And step three, figure out the courses that your child has taken and place them on the chart under the appropriate headings. Step four, photocopy the tables of contents of textbooks, gather any scopes and sequences or learning objective forms that you may have for each of the courses. Step five, gather samples of your student's work, give special attention to math and English. And step six, organize your materials by credit into folders so that it looks nice and organized. That's your portfolio, and you are ready for that portion of the guidance appointment. I'm going to share more about what you may be thinking, feeling, or battling as you prepare for the guidance appointment. But first, I want to give you some of my observations from doing this twice with public guidance departments and once with a private school and also walking my friend through it with a private school. These anecdotes are all from Ontario, so I can't speak fully to other provinces or territories. Some provinces, such as Nova Scotia, I believe, have you list all of your curriculum and send it into the school board every year, so then they would already have records of those things. But I'm in Ontario so these are my anecdotes from Ontario. The first thing is, 
Guidance departments don't really seem to care a lot about grade 9 French. So, if you don't have it, don't panic. They seem to have leeway for substituting another course for that one. I am very thankful for the French I have learned, and I've used it while traveling in Canada and in serving French-speaking travelers in my businesses. So, if you're listening and your kids aren't in high school yet, I do recommend trying to do French if you can. But, if you haven't and you're going into this dreaded guidance appointment situation, just take that off your worry plate because they don't care so much about it. My first experience with the private school guidance department was that they were worried about doing something wrong, so they erred on the side of caution, and my student had to redo some credit she already had just to be safe. We weren't super happy about it, but we had to go with the flow. They did not accept her economics credit simply because our county doesn't offer it, although the province does. Meanwhile, the public school guidance department accepted all of our credits without question and gave us credit for everything, even New Testament survey. While they don't put marks of previous credits on the transcript because they were not awarded by the system, they noted the credits as alternative credits satisfactorily completed or some other similar wording. Some of my friends, whose kids transitioned into a different public school, experienced their child having to repeat an English credit or a math credit also. And my friend's experience with the same private school but a different guidance counselor was more positive than mine. These differences have led me to observe that it's not so much about the system as the attitude of the guidance department. They either have a can-do or a can't-do attitude, and it shows in their willingness to award credit. If you're a praying person, you can pray for a can-do attitude for your upcoming appointment. Still, if you want that diploma, it doesn't hurt much to repeat a credit or two. If we want the school to award them credit, they have to be sure and satisfied that the student studies merit a credit, so I think it's good to go in with a humble attitude. Okay, I'm going to get real here as I always try to and say that leading up to this appointment really makes us feel vulnerable and that we are laying ourselves out to be judged and it can be really scary. We know as homeschool moms that we're not perfect and we know the kids don't always do all of their work and that we get behind in marking and we're juggling several grades or have to work and can't stay on top of everything. We are going to be measured and we're sure we're going to be found wanting. The guidance counselor will be judging our homeschool, judging us, and will likely have a negative view of our outside-of-the-system choices. We know we are not our kids, but we also feel that all of their work reflects on us, and it is a very unpleasant proposition. We may also be feeling inferior to the, quote, real, unquote, teachers at this point. Now is the time to take a deep breath and try to take a step back. It's hard, but we need to do it. For one thing, this is one appointment, and then it will be over. We need to keep our eye on the finish line sometimes when it gets hard. We need to remind ourselves of the purpose of the appointment, and it's this, to see what credits have been earned and to choose courses that are still needed. Say this out loud to yourself if you need to. What is being judged is the credit merit of the work 
to determine the courses needed. That's it. If the teacher's judging you, that's their problem. The issue at hand is the credit merit of the work and determining the courses that will be taken subsequently. You have created your portfolio and are as prepared as you can be. Sometimes when I'm stressed, I try to ask myself, what's the worst that can happen? In this case, they may have to redo a credit or two or take an extra semester, not the end of the world. Their frontal lobes will have a little longer to develop before they head out into the wide world. Know this, your child will not be rejected from entering the school, if that's a worry that you have. You pay taxes and are entitled to public education. Schools get money based on the enrollment number in their school. They want increased enrollment as public schools are declining in enrollment. And if it's a private school, they definitely want your tuition and what you bring to their community. Yes, many teachers have very caring and educational reasons to want your student as well. I'm not implying they are cold and heartless. I'm just giving you facts to meet the fears you might be struggling with. You are not alone, and I have been where you are, and I am walking with you now in spirit. At the end of the day, I have learned to say, what's done is done, and we can only go forward. You could focus on the lessening of responsibility that you're going to have once this appointment is over, if that helps as well. As a follow-up to our dreaded guidance appointments, all of our kids have done extremely well academically in public and private high school and did their work and got A's and some character awards also. My three oldest got into their choice of post-secondary institutions and two have graduated from those as well. My youngest has an average in the 90s in grade 12, so he's on track as well. He'd hate me mentioning it, but I do so only to encourage you and to let you know that despite all of my homeschool shortcomings, and my children's too, if we're being perfectly honest, it has turned out okay. You know why you homeschooled, and you know why you are transitioning your child to high school. You have your reasons, and the guidance appointment is the key to making that happen. I hope this talk has helped you to feel more prepared and confident going into it. You're going to do just fine. Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Hee <laughs> hee!